Welcome to the Africapreneur Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and businesses in Africa. Here is your host, Seth Jones. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Africapreneur Podcast. I hope you're all okay and I hope you had a nice week. We have a special guest in the building. I told you I was going to bring a guest this week. Yeah. And his name is Kevway, or you can call him Kevo, Kevway. And we're going to bring, uh, welcome Kevway or Kevway in the building. Thank you very much, Mr. Seth. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Wait, wait. First of all, I I want to know something. How is the name spelled? Is he, how is it pronounced? It's spelled K-E-V-W-E and then it's pronounced Kevway instead of Kevway. Yeah, the so, V is silent. It's Kevway, yeah. So Kevway the, v, mm, the V is silent. So Kevway yeah. is... um. He's an MC with the MSC. He's he's um he's struggled through um um the the ranks and he went from just being a student to uh, appearing on ITV, the national T um, UK television, and on and straight into the the African or Nigerian Nollywood uh, film industry. And he's doing well right now for himself, Kewe. I mean, we do not know a lot about your story because you do not give much out to the press. We've gone through yeah. researching, trying to understand a lot of things about you. All we see, or all, all, all we could see out there are your works, but we don't know much yeah. about you. Tell us, who is Kewe? Well, I'm just a young guy trying to um, make an impact in the society and follow his dreams and passion and make sure the passion feeds him and also makes people around him happy. Mm. That's meaning not. What, what, did you, what, what, did you, what did you really study in uni? Yeah, on my bachelor's degree, I studied information technology and computer science. Yeah. And for my master's, I did management and information technology. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, yeah. Kevin, we've, we've seen you, how you've studied IT and went from IT into the movie or entertainment industry. Yeah. How did, sure. that, how did that pan out for you? It's simple. Um, growing up, I am Nigerian, as you all know. So I did my the first stage of my life in Nigeria, and uh, my parents were those traditional parents who their kids must must either be a doctor, a lawyer, a computer scientist, engineer, stuff like that. So they refused me studying theater arts, which was my dream. My dream was to study theater arts, and. Um, I was first into the computer science uh, um, stuff. So I did it. Um, kind of liked it. I still like it, though. And um, I also had my master's in it, uh, knowing fully well that I can learn learn on the job since my talent is talking, acting, and um, doing TV. So I could learn on the job while I'm doing what my talent wants me to do and also learn from the books for computers. So I, I used one stone in killing two birds, I guess. Mm. That's that's that isn't how how did you feel? I mean, re, at some point in your life, you realize it was theater art and not IT. How did you feel? Because, like you said, all African parents does that. They they make you study what they want you to study and and choose the future for you. How did you feel trying uh, realizing at some point in your life it was all about theater art? Um, I realized pretty early 
because it was my secondary school days. Imagine our social prefect in secondary school, mm-hmm. which is called high school in 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 in, uh, in foreign countries. Yeah. Um, I I was a literature guru. I was right. <laughs> everyone knew me as ah the social guy, and I was yeah. the social prefect. Yeah. So it was very easy taking that into the university four walls. So I was I was like everything drama everything comedy everything entertainment in university mm. i was a go-to guy mm. in university and i had crazy people in my class then like uti wanchiku from big brother yeah uh the winner of big brother mm-hmm. so we're all doing we're all grinding together in the university from yeah. year one to year last year yeah. four <laughs> so uh sometimes i even have to skip classes to go to go and MC some shows on yeah. different campuses around the state I was in. Yeah. So it was that crazy. Right. For you, like this is the part way for you. So we know you you came to Manchester to do your masters, right? Yes. yes. Right. You. Yes. What, what what was that point when you came to Manchester? What was the point that you said, Oh, this is the breakthrough for me? What this is the point where I have to grasp this breakthrough? What was what, what happened at that point? So when, when I finished education in Nigeria and yeah. I was coming to the UK in 2010, oh, okay, I'm going to do my master's. Let me do my master's and um, try and work because African parents or my parents, my dad told me um, the last money would give to me was my school fees <laughs> for master's. <laughs> so after that, he's done with me as a child. So I, 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 I had the orientation of, man, I have to work my butt off. Sorry for strong language. I had to work myself out, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and um, and then I started working. Do, I was in between jobs when I finished my started my masters twenty ten, yep. uh, finished twenty eleven ish, and um, I was in between jobs working in Manchester City Stadium yep. stuff like. Then I got a normal job as a customer service agent, right. and I realized that every day I go to work, I feel bored, I feel frustrated, I feel depressed, I feel angered. And I'm like, why am I feeling this way? I'm getting paid good money, commission, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm not doing my dream. I'm not chasing my dream. Because mm-hmm. I had to stop. You know, you're going to a different country. Yeah. I couldn't just continue from what I was doing in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So I was in the corporate world in the UK for from 2011 to 2013. Mm-hmm. And one morning, the 13th of January, 2013, a friend of mine called me like, ah, can we, you did work. That's pigeon in, in normal yeah. English. Is, yeah. Are you at work? I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm at work. I'm like, oh, can you skip work? There's like an audition in London. And I was in Manchester. I was working in Manchester, Harrison Brooks. Yeah. A big, a big, big company. And yeah. my job was really good there. Immediately, I booked a train ticket. Some other filmmakers, they were the judges for the audition. It was for a film. Right. A feature film called Shame for the Seat. So immediately, I was told, you're cute. Um, we'll get back to you. And um, a week later, they called me and said, I passed everything that had to do with the audition, but the role that they auditioned me for, um, I, I'm the age, but my face doesn't pass fit for it because mm. they needed someone that had a more mature face. Yeah. And I was like, ah, are you serious? Can't make up, do it. They're like, no, they don't have that budget to start making someone yeah. up and all. So they took my friend and mm. didn't take me. But the problem is that they are going to um, do other films and they'll call me for it and right. that's how the journey started i started skipping work because the other films now came like london Nawar, that i had to leave work for you know shooting back yeah. to back yeah i needed to leave work so i started lying at work i told them my grandfather died 
my grandfather's girlfriend died. My grandmother's boyfriend has cancer. You know, I, 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 I was lying and lying and lying. And um, in 2014, January 2014, my boss called me and said, Kewe, I went on your Facebook. You're doing so well in terms of entertainment. Mm. You're always depressed at work. Right. Tell me the truth. Do you want to go full-time into entertainment? And I said, yes, but my fear is I may not make money as much as I'm making here, yeah. and you guys wouldn't allow me to do part-time work here. Yeah. So she told me something that still sticks in my head. She said, if you have to suffer to chase your dream and your passion, suffer. At the end, you'll be glad you did. Mm. So I was still just coping and coping and coping. And uh, April 23rd, 2014, I just told them I'm done. April 23rd, 2014. And um, I already had my plan. I mapped out what I would be doing. Uh, I knew to get steady money, I needed to go back to being an MC, yeah. what I used to do in university. Yeah. And I wouldn't just be able to go into wedding MC, MCing or corporate MCing. Mm -hmm. So I had to start children. I love children naturally. Mm -hmm. So I was MCing children's um, birthday parties like one year birthday, 18 years birthday, 15 years birthday, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You get what I mean? Yeah. And, and um, from there, people started knowing me, started knowing the name Kewe. Mm -hmm. And after that, started doing red carpets for these events, that event, which was where I met you, Seth. Yeah, when, yeah Whiskey came to Manchester in 2014, yeah. and you yeah. guys were doing real good. Yeah. Uh, and also Julius Agus show in 2014. Yeah. Um, so... That was how I started my journey. It was not easy. There was times I got broke. I couldn't even pay my house rent gigs after gigs for children party. And somebody was like, ah, Kewe, you're funny. You're a graduate, yeah? I said, yeah. Why not my name see my wedding? And I was like, how much would you take? I said, um, um, 400 pounds. I'm like, are you serious? Oh, you're selling your account. I thought, man, I was overcharging this guy. This guy was so glad because <laughs> the you charged him 900 yeah. pounds. So yeah. I was like, you understand? Yeah. And did that job brother man from that job i got like four other gigs wedding gigs hmm. and that was where i started calling myself mc with msc because I went back to mc in children events anymore it was corporate events i remember doing one for nigeria um independence october yeah. 1st 2015 yeah um Coventry city their independence the university independence day i emceed yeah. it yeah and it's, the story just started from there. Wow, and I mean, I mean, it, it's 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 quite um, intriguing to see the storyline, how it's going, and how you've moved from um, um, your paid job to going to pursue your own career and and being successful in it. Now, we, 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 let let's look at this aspect of it. You 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 know you you said like you said you were rejected at some point because you went for audition and it didn't really fit in what they want the role you wanted to play or the role they wanted you to play did you ever feel did you ever feel let down did you feel feel demotivated that i was never going to do this again uh no the only thing i felt demotivated for was doing a corporate job and uh, wearing ties and saying yes sir, yes ma to someone. Mm. That was the only thing I felt like it wasn't for me. Yeah. And every entrepreneur never wants to live that kind of life. Yeah. Believe me. Every entrepreneur wants to be, um, they want to be- uh, A boss of their own. They want to be independent. They want to yeah. be able to dictate when they go to work, when they come back and, mm -hmm. and vice versa, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. So. Uh, 
I, mean, I was never ever scared. Hmm. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's 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 move into um that show on ITV. You know one. You know one day I I was I was actually watching um a program on ITV with my friends, and I pointed out and I was like, yeah. this guy. I know this person. This guy. And I went on Facebook and I showed them your picture and I was like, they were like, that's real. That's true. So. How did you get that breakthrough? Because uh, looking at what you've just said now, it's it was it was a long process for you. But then you you worked for a long time in um in a paid job, and then went on to start your own career. Which at the end of the day, you have I know the breakthrough yeah. didn't just didn't just come in and not overnight, but it, it took it took a while, it took a ton. So yeah. that that tell us about the ITV project. What, what, how did it come yeah. about? Okay. So um, for the ITV gig, yeah, um, I made friends with Amata for the first um, audition I ever did. I think that was the only audition I ever did in my life, though, so okay. far. Um, so he told me about, um, that was in 2015, ITV was doing called Jodrinda. It's like everyday show. It was a daily show and the biggest in the United Kingdom because mm-hmm. they had two million people watching every day. And it said it's a scripted show. It's a court show. And then we had to um accuse each other in the court of law and the judge would make a verdict uh it's an entertainment show and blah 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 so i told him to send me the synopsis and all and when i saw the package included in morning my brother i did not think twice i said sir i am interested i am very interested in short me to come to london and meet you or you want to come to Manchester because itv they are headquartered in manchester yeah he said calm down do you would you believe that I had to even go and MC a show in London? ITV brought a black taxi to pick me from London to a five-star hotel in Manchester and booked us there for two days to prep us on the show. Hmm. And on the third day, shot the show. My brother, I felt like a superstar. In short, I was Denzel <laughs> Washington. You know. Uh, I wish they allowed us have picture and the rest. For the cause of the production, our phones were, uh, they took our phones. That's their style, mm. you know. And that production opened my eyes to a lot of things. And when it was shown, my brother, man, if I was getting maybe one gig a week, it increased to 15 gigs a month. Yeah. yeah. The fighting. No, we were really paid. Mm. Handsomely paid. For the show, because it's it's a daily show, and you need actors every day for the show, mm. and and it was it was good. The exposure was good, and ITV had to take some of the jobs that I've done. I never, and I, I didn't say this earlier on. I'm also a filmmaker. I did um, a web series that got an award mm-hmm. in 2015. Also, funny enough, yeah. um, called uh, Two Sides. It's a comedy, a slapstick comedy web series that mm-hmm. um, was a and it was trending as at that time on YouTube. I remember there was a time you wanted to um, syndicate it to a platform. Yeah. If, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. Out. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so um, that got an award, the BEFTA Award, that's Black Entertainment Award. Yeah. All right. Um, you decided to move to Nigeria at some point in your career. Um, how did that pan out and what, what was the decision? And make a plan. Because if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. Mm. I made a financial plan and a strategic development plan for myself for two years. And I wrote out the things I wanted to do, things I wanted to achieve, and how I wanted to achieve them with the help of God. 
And I decided that Nigeria was the way forward. Not just Nigeria, Sam, to be honest, Africa was the way forward. I, I know, unlike the, in the UK, in Nigeria, there are a lot of shows. As an MC, there are a lot of events. There are a lot of gigs going on. There are a lot of parties going on. A lot of um, telecommunication shows going on, awareness gigs, um, campaigns, and everything going on. So I knew Nigeria was a place for me, and uh, I made a very difficult decision. Now, because I'm a filmmaker, I had um, my team that I already developed in Manchester, which consists of Shaman and uh, people like Tolu, Lurebi, B-Face Photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were all discouraging me, like, ah, no, now if you go, you know, this uh, Manchester Nollywood that you have started will die. I said, no, because I didn't force you guys to come into Manchester Nollywood. You guys came out of passion. So if one person leaves, the rest of you will still do very well. Mm-hmm. And thank God they're doing very well in Manchester. Um, so I came to Nigeria, and I... I think the rest is history. The lame I can see, even on my social media, that I have been developing. Yeah. I have developed from height to height, from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done MCing. I've been doing MCing now for high and mighty governors, senators, corporate yeah. uh, bodies, wedding gigs, and um, I've featured in some really good films now in Nigeria featured in some really good films. And I've also done a very good um, TV series called Twisted that mm-hmm. will be syndicated on um, a platform very soon. Yeah. And also in Nigeria now, for the first time in my life, in my career, I'm doing TV. Hmm. I got contracted to do TV company on GoTV. And, um, the acceptance has been massive. It's hmm. been crazy. And I've been doing it very well because it's my passion anyway. But TV was somehow new to me because I've done emceeing mm-hmm. and behind the camera. What is the next part of your career? What are we expecting next from Kevwe or Kewe? The next part of my career now is um, becoming an established filmmaker. Okay. Because um, to be honest, TV brings in good money, real good money. Emceeing brings you real good money, mm-hmm. but acting doesn't bring you as much money. But filmmaking does because you pay an actor max, maybe a million bucks, mm-hmm. but you can make 300 million from that film. Right. How many actors do you have in a film? Maybe five actors. Mm-hmm. So you're spending like 8 million bucks and you're making like 300 million bucks and the rest is coming to you mm-hmm. as profits. You know. So I'm going full time into filmmaking. Um, sometime in 20, 2018, I will start, um, I'll do a course on filmmaking. I've started filmmaking already, but I want to do a professional course and get a professional certification from the New York Film mm-hmm. Academy. I mean, 2018, I think um, summer 2018, I should be off to America for that. Um, filmmaking stuff, um, little, little skits here and there, syndicating it on TV platforms, making my cool money mm-hmm. and helping my generation. And of course, I didn't go to school to waste my um, um, educational um, learnings. Right. I also want to start. I want to start an IT company where we'll be a service provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll provide service in terms of softwares and also um, starting up of offices. Mm-hmm. So if you have your new office and you want to start up, like setting up your systems, um, networking for it, I can do those things very well. I'll just have a team. 
that I'll train or a team that already are professionals, probably contractors, because I don't like having a staff under me and will be in the office and all. No, I don't like that kind of thing. So right. I have contracts that have an office to set up. We'll go set it up and take our money and move on. What are the challenges you faced when you went to Nigeria, when you moved to Nigeria? Compare the challenges you faced in Nigeria to the one you faced in the UK. What, what are the challenges you faced that you think this is a good part, this is a bad part, and this is the worst, worst part that I face on both sides? The challenges in the UK is, naturally, UK is a ground leveler, so everybody is equal in the United Kingdom. Right. EU, the Prime Minister, be you the cleaner in any of these stores, you're all equal. Mm -hmm. There's that equality that is very, very good. But um, the money in the UK is not as encouraging because as you're making the money, you are spending a whole lot of, the, of that money back to the system mm. so that was one of my biggest challenge and i have three younger ones that i have to look after mm. now by being the first child mm -hmm. so um it was a bit strenuous on me and in nigeria the the biggest problem anybody relocating to nigeria mm -hmm. would face is first and foremost um um i won't say discrimination i'll say acceptance um, Nigeria loves established people. Mm. They don't believe in upcoming. They don't believe in, oh, he has the talent. He just needs the platform. No, they, they want you to come with a full package. Mm. You should already own. You should already have a portfolio mm. to be known. Your social media platform should be huge. You mm. uh, should have a lot to speak for you on your social media. And mm. also they believe in what they call packaging. Packaging mm. in the U in Nigeria has to do with your style, your pathways, how you speak, the car you drive, the mm. area you live, you know, so many, so many things. So I, 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 I had a blend of UK and Nigeria. Um, UK humility. The UK teaches you to really be humble mm -hmm. in all situations. And by virtue of being someone that I'm a bit, I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit good in fashion. Mm -hmm. So I could package myself very well in terms of dressing. Yeah. And of course I speak very well. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not ugly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just had to buy a good car in yeah. Nigeria. I don't like being, I like to stand out. So most people would come back from the UK and try to be friends with celebrities. There's a popular guy now. That's finding it very difficult to break away from. Uh, it's like if you go to Big Brother UK. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use the X Factor. It's like if you if you perform at the X Factor mm -hmm. and you become popular, it's a good brand, but it's it's forever going to kill the acceptance of you as a talent. What kind of advice would you give to up and coming? Um... Um, actors or entertainers or whoever is striving to pursue their career but still on the path in the path of education chasing the wrong career in education what kind of advice would you give them the advice is go through with the with the educational aspect uh, education is but for a while uh, have the mindset that it is man for education not education for man mm -hmm. but our parents always feel it's education for man and not mm -hmm. man for education mm -hmm. but if you look at the statistics of the first 30 billion years in the world None of them are educated. Yeah. None, not even yeah. one. Not even one. So education is just um, a tool to 
to teach you sense. Mm. Um, upcomings, what I would say is the way I've learned the hard way is there is no such thing as upcoming. Mm-hmm. It's either you're new to the game or you are established in the game. Mm. The word upcoming is used to limit people. Uh, you hear celebrities saying, oh, that guy is just upcoming. Mm. Well, don't ignore him. Mm. You know, it's just a word used to limit people. Mm. Believe in your craft. If you think in your head you can sing, believe in that singing. Mm. But also have a plan B. In the course of this MCV, I've told you guys my plan B for survival yeah. is yeah. falling back to IT, information technology. Yeah. You know, I have a plan B in everything because entertainment is like politics, it's but for a while. Yeah. You can't you can't um, shine all through. Mm-hmm. Believe in yourself, be very humble because a good attitude worth more than millions. Yeah. Very, very humble. Mm-hmm. In that humility, be very proud in yourself, mm-hmm. of yourself, and confident. If you're not, people will ride you over. All right. Okay, thank you very much, Kenwe, for coming on this show and coming on the African Entrepreneur Podcast. We thank you because we've we've got words of wisdom. We we felt motivated through your story as well. And I'm sure so many entrepreneurs or people who want to pursue the career who are listening to this podcast right now would be thinking, oh, if he can do it, then I can do it. Kenwe, can you can you quickly tell them where they can find you on social media, please? Hi guys, you can join me on my social media platform. Instagram is Kewe Ogunje. That's K-E-V-W-E-O-G-U-N-J-E. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and yeah, my house address, just, you know, just inbox me. I'll tell you if you're a lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you very much for coming to the podcast. And we hope to have you again as we monitor how you progress in the industry. Thank you very well, much. Thank you, you very guys, much, Kewe. See you. All right, bye. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Africa to Preneur podcast. You can reach me on Twitter at SETHUJ24 and on Facebook at SETH space JOEZ. You can listen to the Africa to Preneur podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Thank you and see you next time. <laughs>